Hello and welcome back to the Property Empress podcast. My name's Richard and with me, as always, is Anna. Good evening, Anna. Good evening, Richard. Hello, everyone. So we are taking a little step back this week and moving on to a question that Anna's actually received um, on, I don't know, social media, email. (laughs) Where did you get the question, Anna? Uh, Well, actually, it was through my, it was one of my clients has asked me this question uh, and I just thought it was a really good one. So I thought it'd be a re- really good one. It happened to be today. And then I was like, actually, let's uh, let's talk about this on today's episode because I think it's a good one. And I think it'll help a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we've had, because we've had quite a lot of um, in-depth, sort of hefty episodes recently with all our <laughs> adventures around the country in Liverpool and stuff. So we thought this is a nice chance to go back to a more of a basic, simple question, um, yeah. but a really important one and something that we've sort of, well, again, I know you know all this, um, but it's new to me. So um, yeah. why don't you tell everybody what the actual question is? That will probably help. So, yeah, it's basically when you speak to an estate agent for the first time, what kind of things to ask them and what kind of questions they're going to ask you so that you know how to answer them, basically. And I thought it was a really simple, very concise kind of question. But I just thought, I just think, because it's not obvious. If you're new, you don't necessarily know what an estate agent's going to say. So I just thought it was a really, I just thought it was a really great place to start. So and Richard didn't say no. So as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, we're doing it. <laughs> well, it's, do you know what? It's a sort of question, as you said, that people that do this once you've done it a couple of times, you would never even think that this yeah. is a hurdle for people because you go, well, I just phone them up and talk to them. Of course I do. Mm. But it's, for people brand new to this, that is a big hurdle. And I know because I would be like, I'm just going to pick the phone up and, and call them. But say what? And yeah. instantly you're like, oh, well, I'll just wait. Let me let me work out a script. And, That's you know, it. I mean, you're already and, in your own head. Yeah. On this sort of and thing. you can potentially not make the phone calls, it, yeah. particularly if you're not very comfortable on the phone or you're not very comfortable. Like if you like English isn't your first language, for example, you know, just having a little idea of what they're going to say, and what you you know, what you can ask. Yeah. To make full, I mean, to make full use of the conversation as well. But yeah, ho- hopefully it'll be helpful. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. So let's smash those hurdles down. And yeah, I've I've found my area. Um, I'm ready to speak to some estate agents, mm. or I guess it's the same. Could you include sort of auction houses in this? Would you include a similar sort of conversation for you talking could. about properties? I mean, auction houses is. You well know, Richard, from our recent experiences with mm. auction houses, they're slightly less helpful. <laughs> because uh, a little bit. It's a different dynamic. Auction houses, like, they're <laughs> they're almost more of a conveyor belt. Like, that's yeah. the way I think about it. So, And it's nothing against them at all. It's just slightly different setup than an estate agency. So probably not so much. Probably yeah. better with an, a more typical estate agent. Okay. Um, but you could try. Like, it depends. It might just be that we're dealing with it. I mean, we're dealing... Because a lot of auction houses now are estate agencies that have an auction house, like... Um, like partner so you have like a typical estate agent and now their auctions are getting really big particularly as there's the modern method of auction now so there's a couple of different ways you can do auctions so they kind of buddy up with like you know a more national auction house mm-hmm. um so actually you might phone and find that you know you're talking with a normal estate agent it's absolutely fine but the one that we happen to be dealing with in liverpool at the moment they are just an auction house and they're a bit of a machine and they're not what? overly helpful. Even when we went what? to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even when we went in to talk to them, I can't remember what we went to talk about. 
but we went in to talk to them and they wouldn't let us in the office because it was by appointment only <laughs> they would literally were stood at the door not letting us in were you so... pressed up against the window oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> waiting <laughs> And it's no, it's, it's absolutely no judgment or disrespect. So they're just, it's just a different setup. And I okay. get it. Like they, they've got a lot of properties. Everything's done very quickly, so it's nothing against them at all. But um, so we're yeah. going to base this on regular, regular high street estate agents yeah. that you're going to make a call. You've seen a property on on said website, yeah. And you're going to phone them up and ask them about a property or whatever you want to speak to them about. Well, so. the idea is really to just this is a, a quite a generic thing for okay. me. It's very much like so for this particular client who I'm talking to, he's like a sponge and he loves talking to lots of people and getting lots of information. So I was like, this is perfect for him. Just phone his. I'll probably speak to him next week. And he's phoned every single estate agent in the area. <laughs> like it's just his style. It's fantastic. You know, you know your strengths. Like yeah. you know. Being able to talk to a hundred estate agents like amazing, um, but yeah, you can absolutely just like go online and you can almost Google estate agent in that particular area. Just go through the list. Um, I quite like to start with like I I tend to like to go on Rightmove, finds similar properties to what I'm looking for for my budget. You know, I like as I think everyone knows, dirty, smelly houses. You know, anything that looks like I can add some value. That's kind of two or three bedroom non auction house, and I'll look and. And if there's kind of one or maybe two estate agents that seem to have the monopoly, I'll start there. Like that's always the place to start. Um, and then if there's one that has a couple of houses like that, I might try them. Even if they've just got one, you can always be like, I've seen this property. Do you have anything similar like that or anything similar coming on your books? But okay. certainly for me, I'd always start with who has the most houses of the kind of properties I'm looking for. That's okay. like a good place. Would you recommend just phoning them up before you have any interest in any of the properties? Yeah, or, do. or I suppose if some people aren't so confident, they could use a property as a as a conversation starter, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I I like that. I like to kind of find a property, and if I yeah. think they've got a few, then I'll phone and I'll yeah. Right. I kind of like there's a conversation piece, but you don't have to at all. You can just purely phone up, say you're new to the investment area, um, and it's interesting because I was always taught when I did my property training, I was taught to say I'm a professional property investor. This is what I'm looking for, and that kind of thing. But I think probably now I'd be far more open with it and say I'm a new investor, you know, I'm looking for this kind of thing. Um, and I, I I, mean, I get the whole professional property investor thing. And it is a way of doing it. And it is, it is quite a nice way of putting yourself kind of in a different category from a lot of the other investors. But I don't know, as a newbie, I really struggled with that. I struggle with saying professional property investor. I, I would I would see that as a hurdle myself as well. Yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable. So there you go. But I think the first it's so <laughs> easy to, I mean, and again, I'm not saying not do it because actually I think, because I think the, the, the more you can say I'm a professional property investor, the more you kind of embody it and the more you believe it and it helps you to do that. But I just think that, if you speak to an estate agent and say, hi, I'm a professional property investor, they're like, oh, how many houses do you have? And you're like, none. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's very quick. Yeah. And as soon as they ask you something you don't know the answer to, like, it's very quick to, you know. But like I said, it's not a no to that. I think it's actually a really important thing. I think you, I think going through the exercise of introducing yourself to friends and family and just practicing saying you're a professional property, property investor has the same uh results is telling an estate agent as soon as you feel comfortable telling the estate agent you're a professional property investor then go for it okay. anyway that's a bit of a detour <laughs> that's okay <laughs> don't know how we went down that route uh, anyway just... 
But the 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 stuff I'm going to talk about today is kind of broadly split into um like you the the main questions they're going to ask you is what kind of properties are you looking for? What's your budget? What's your like money like finance situation? Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about that. So so to kind of have answers for their questions, or you can be proactive in telling them what you're looking for because obviously they need to know what you know what you're after yeah um, and then i'm going to talk about a couple of questions that i think is always a really good idea to ask um and have conversations that relatively regular around these topics um so yeah so i'm going to kind of split it into like yeah into that okay <laughs> okay let, let's start the conversation start the phone call so, I mean, yeah, so basically, like I said, well, you know, if I was brand new, um, if I was a brand new, and even if you're not, but if I was a brand new investor um, or whether you're new to an area, just I would just be very honest. I'd phone this stage and I'd be like, hi, my name's Anna. Uh, so for me now, I'd say I'm a professional property investor, but I'm new to investing in this area. Like, I'm not going to bullshit. I'm new to this area. Yeah. Um, and if you're a new investor, I would say exactly. I'm a new investor. I'm investing in this area. Um, for me, I'd then be saying stuff that I know that they're going to ask me if I don't tell them. So what kind of properties you're looking for? So for us, we're looking for two or three bedroom houses, not flats, because I think if you if you follow me on social media, the reasons we don't do flats is they don't tend to cash. Well, they don't tend to cash flow quite as well because you tend to have like, you know, um, like ground rent and, and like management fees and things like that. And they 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 just don't go up in value as much. Certainly the Midlands and the North, not really great for, for flats generally. Mm-hmm. South, I'd probably consider doing flats. But again, even then, I'm not sure. Um, but certainly Mid- Midlands and North, the houses go up in value better. They hold their value a bit better. And like I said, they tend to cash flow. I mean, never say never. I might do flats. I'm sure there's a whole other strategy with flats. But for me personally, it's houses. So I would make that, I wouldn't give all that spiel to them, but I would make it clear I'm looking for two or three bedroom houses um, with a budget of whatever it is. Um, I tend to say this is my budget for now, but that might increase. And it's not massively helpful to this agent because they need to put in their little list of stuff, like what your budget is. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm quite open. I'm like, it's not rigid, but that's roughly like the budget that I'm looking for. But they will tend to, if your budget's 100 grand, they will show you 100 grand properties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They won't They won't tend to show you like 80 grand. So I would be quite, you know, make sure that you are, if your budget is like 100 grand, make sure you give 100 grand. But actually if it's, you know, if you really want 90 grand properties, say 90 grand, if that makes sense. Um, And then I say that needs some modernization, needs some work doing to it. And this is the, this is for me the key because there's a broad spectrum. So I'm very clear. I don't want anything that first time buyers are interested in. I want a mid-level renovation. So I don't want a lick of paint. I don't want a property that looks really nice, but there's lots of hidden stuff. Like I'm anything a first time buyer is interested in, I'm not interested in. And that's for me because it's going to be snapped up by a first time buyer. I want something that looks like there's work, even if there's not that much work. So that's, the biggest thing and that's kind of the heart i think it, one of the hardest things to get really clear with estate agents because they're the stuff that they're putting down on their their list like when they when they like register you as a client they're putting down what you're looking for um and it's a bit tricky for them to kind of be that specific but i'm just like yeah anything fast on buyers interested i'm not interested i'm looking for mid-level not full renovation not like windows need doing roof needs doing kitchen bathroom like not the whole works Happy, I mean, ideally, we want a, uh, the bathroom needs doing, you know, 
like it needs completely doing up dirty smelly disgusting house but actually the kitchen is okay the yeah. windows the roof is okay so mid-level renovation yep yeah, I've, I've seen your examples of those in, in yeah yeah you know i mean uh, definitely some smelly ones. I understand. Yeah, dirty, smelly houses. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it's the best way to describe it, I think, dirty, smelly yeah. houses. And houses that the estate agents don't want to come in, like those kind of ones. Yeah, wipe your shoes on the way out. Oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, and then, um, so I'm reading my notes. Sorry, so I've made notes. I know oh, this is you know this is serious groundbreaking. Today. <laughs> and then the funds, the funds is always a fun one. Uh-huh. If you are in a very blessed position, because they're going to ask, they need to ask, they're going to ask, like how are you going to be more? I mean, they they sometimes kind of dance around it a bit, but they need to know: Do you have the money good, to, ready to go? Are you paying? Are you buying with mortgage or cash? So it does depend on your circumstances. If you are in a position where you have cash in the bank and you're considering, you know. Uh, buying a buy set if you know you're going to have to get a mortgage talk honestly talk to mortgage breaker before you speak to the um the estate agent i can recommend my guy who's amazing message me if you want to know his contact details but basically saying you've got an agreement in principle and you've got cash you know for the deposit like it they that's like music to their ears that's what they want to hear they want to know you're good to go you're ready to buy you're not kind of tire kicking you're not kind of like just doing an initial inquiry even if you are like you know ideally have the money have that say i've got an agreement in print an agreement in principle by the way i've just realized is when you speak to a mortgage company and you say it's basically they're saying that they are based on an initial checks there's no reason why they won't lend to you so they'll do what's called an agreement in principle and say they're happy to you know lend you so, x amount of money so they will give you that agreement in principle even if you don't have a heist, a heist, wow, new words, a heist, a house in, uh, to, to use as, as a, as a, um, example, you're not, yes. you're not basing it on a house. You're basing it on your income and your circumstances. Yeah. And it, they'll, your broker will go to the bank and say, look, you know, he earns this much money and these are his circumstances. How much would you give him? For yeah, a buy- so, is that how they yeah, would do it? So you normally kind of, so again, if your budget's like a hundred grand, you'd say, you know, I need to, well if your budget's 100 grand then it would be like 75 grand mortgage 25 grand deposit for example yeah. so you would go to your let your mortgage broker and say look I need an agreement in principle for a 100 grand house I've got 25 grand deposit so it's just literally like a one page document normally I think because I thought they they based the buy to let mortgage on what income the house would generate yeah, but again, you'll have it. You'll have well, but this is the initial checks. I don't know. It, it probably depends okay. on the bank, and there's lots of other factors. But this is this is very. It's an agreement in principle, so it's okay. going initial checks. We don't see any reason not to lend to this person. Sure. Okay. Um, you can do it after. You can get. You know, because actually, you you could of course say I've spoken. The other thing you can say actually, you can say I've spoken to my mortgage broker. We look good to go to get the financing. I mean, it's it's got a bit more punch saying I've got an agreement in principle, but you can say I've spoken to mortgage breaker, we're fine with the financing, I've got the cash in the bag for the deposit, not a problem. Like that would probably do as well. But it, like I said, it's a little bit more clear if you've got an agreement in principle. Um, if, however, you are like myself and Richard and you use investors and you have no freaking clue how you're going to buy it, it's a much more interesting <laughs> conversation. 
Because, um, yeah, because they might be, I don't know, they might be a 23-year-old, relatively new estate agent. And you're going, well, I work with investors. I don't know where those come from. Like, that's just going to be too much for them. So I, I, it depends, it depends the situation and stuff. Um, so at the moment, for example, we're obviously buying Liverpool. I mean, we're buying auction properties. So it's not a conversation we'd be having anyway. But if I was talking to an estate agent, um, I think at the moment I would be saying, to be honest, I'd actually at the moment I'd be saying we're cash buyers and we've got the cash ready to go. That's what I'd say. Because they're not going to ask to see proof of that at this point. And that's that's the truth. We will be cash buyers. And we have got angels in the backgrounds, but we just haven't got them yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're a brand new uh, investor and you've got absolutely no, and you're going to have to use angels, you have no idea. I mean, I would say the same thing. I would just say like we're cash buyers. I wouldn't necessarily say if you're not comfortable saying you've got the money ready to go, I would just say cash buyers because they're yeah. not going to grill you. They just need to have a feel at this point, a feel of what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Basically, because you will be a cash buyer because they are, you can potentially use bridging. That's probably a different episode. You can potentially use bridging, but it's still you, you have know, the cash. It's still it's bridging is effectively like cash. Yeah. Because it's much quicker. The thing with mortgages is it takes a lot longer, but bridging's much quicker. So it's effectively like cash anyway. Yeah. Um so yeah, so I tend to when I speak to estate agents, I tend because I know they're all the questions they're gonna ask me. So I kind of go straight into, mm-hmm. you know, um and again it depends. I've mixed I've just realized I've mixed two things up. Because obviously if you've got if you've if I've gone and and seen estate agent X has three or four properties like the ones I'd be looking at, then I'd be phoning to say, can I uh, can I talk to you about this property? So I wouldn't necessarily do all that. <laughs> like it depends yeah. if you're phoning about a particular property, but that's a nice way of just if you're new to the area, you're just phoning a estate agent without a particular property in mind. So that's probably the way I'd go. But obviously, if there's a particular property. I'd be phoning. If there's any questions I have about it, I'd be asking about the questions. If not, I'd be like, do you have anything else? Can I ask you about the market and stuff like that? And I'll come on to that in a second. But that would be your like in. But at some point, even if you phone up, just so you know, if you see a property and you phone up and you're like, can I please arrange a viewing? They will take you through probably all of those questions anyway, because what they do is they're like, are you registered with us? And obviously you won't be because you haven't spoken to them before. And then they'll be like, oh, can I just take some details from you? And then they'll be saying, what kind of properties? What's your budget? You know, and yeah. as well as like, what's your name? What's your address? Contact details and things like that. Um, and then you're normally on their system. And if anything comes up that meets your criteria, they'll send it. And you get like an email from them usually. If, if you're lucky. They're very vague at that, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I know. So honestly, some of the ones, some of the emails I get, I'm like, this rubbish nowhere near my it's like a newly renovated new or is it being better new build property flats <laughs> and they're so i tell you what they're so again because they're in the prime at the minute aren't they so they're so oh. slow at sending it even if they don't they don't even bother from all the no. time i've i've registered with loads i don't get any anything no it's exactly. just they're just terrible so it's so interesting like the whole dynamic shifts like in this kind of market where it's a real seller's market and these state agents don't have to do much they get very relaxed but this is again this is a for me it's observing all the all the kind of markets like we've got when we start investing it was a flat market and these stages really had to work their backsides off and then as we go into this boom market like the really good stages are exactly the same you know yeah. they they are consistent and they are hardworking no matter what the market is but you get some that are like quite arrogant in this market and it's just like if you're like this now i'm just not interested you know I'm with you. 
Yeah. But also, and actually it goes both ways. Like I would hope, <laughs> I would really hope that we are consistent as well. Like whether it's a boom market or whether it's a flat market, like I would hope we are as kind and as considerate as open. We adapt obviously our offers accordingly um, to the market. But yeah, I would hope <laughs> that we are consistent as well. Um, so they're the main things that they're going to ask you. Right. So you can be proactive and share or they're going to ask you. Um, and then obviously, if you've got a property in mind, you know, or they might say, well, actually, I've got this property for you. Like, brilliant setup of viewing. Absolutely fantastic. Um, the other questions um, that I think is really worth asking, particularly when you're going to a new area, is to ask their recommendations about what area. And also, um, when you talk about the kind of properties you're looking for, I, I think I took it as given, but obviously talk, tell them your strategy. So it, it, for us, we're buying buy-set properties, our strategies, buy properties, do them up, and then rent them out over the long long term. Um, so um, yes, so include that in the criteria. But then when it comes to like um, finding out a bit more about the market in the area, yeah, where would they recommend you buy? Where would they recommend you avoid? For for us, it'd be you know for buy to lets. Where's a really great place for two or three bedroom houses for families or couples? Like what areas would you recommend? So in Northampton, for example, we did this and they ever went go to semi long and we went okay and then went and it was <laughs> so sorry I shouldn't swear. Um, it wasn't very good. Um, so I'll, I'll get the bleep button. Out. <laughs> get the bleep button. But some uh, estate agents did take us to the Eastern District and we found that was our that was our place. They really, really like these in districts. Um, so yeah, so take it with a pinch of salt. Sometimes they will just take you to somewhere that they think all the investors should be. It was almost like, think about it now, it's almost like they just wanted to like lump the landlords together, like all the investors together, like keep them like in the area. Away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, yeah, like what areas not to, like what areas to avoid. But again, take it with a pinch of salt because when we started, we were told like Bellinge and Kings Heath are the two areas in Northampton that everyone is like, it's the kind of, right. we've obviously done an episode about this previously. They're like the roughest areas. Um, again, take it with a pinch of salt because actually if they're telling all the investors not to go there, you know, and they're yeah. the cheaper areas <clears throat> and it's a whole strategy in itself, excuse me, <clears throat> it's a whole strategy in itself. Um, so again, like walk the, you know, not walk, I would say that, I shouldn't say that, drive the area just in case it's quite rough, do your research, <laughs> see how you feel, maybe see some houses, yeah. maybe you decide actually it's not an area for you. We, we decided it was too rough for us when we started, then eventually we did buy there and I actually love it and now I'm like, obsessed about buying in those areas because we have amazing tenants amazing houses it's cheap no one else is interested like so it's awesome it's also in fact it's why if you're if you're finding that someone you're talking to to an, to an agent and they're quite receptive and seemed quite mm. nice to talk to it's also a good i don't want to say a trick but like a <laughs> like a psychological sort of trick to do on them is to say ask them about their personal opinion on, on things because yeah exactly. if, if people are so much they're so much more receptive to things if they think you're interested in what they have to say. So yeah. if you if you're saying to them, "Oh, what's your personal opinion?" You know, tell me about it. And, and again, people love talking about themselves and their views. So yeah. if you can get someone who's quite open to that, then they will be a lot more open to you because they think you're listening to them, exactly. even though you are. And make you sure are. you listen. I yeah, wrote. I listen. literally. <laughs> I wrote this with this client today. Yeah. I said, and actually he's really good at listening. So I don't think he doesn't do this, but practice active listening. Like actually listen to what they're saying. Like yeah. 
you, yeah, you don't have to take up what they say, but just yeah. try and engage in a couple of minute exactly. conversation on their views. You're and... absolutely right, Richard. It is because what we're doing with this conversation is we start with building a rapport. We're trying to build a relationship. We're also working out what they're about and how they are mm-hmm. and how much, you know, whether it's a good fit. Because in all honesty, you'll talk to 100 estate agents and there are a lot of them who just basically turn up and they just want to do their job. Like they're not really going to necessarily, you're looking for someone who's got something about them understands the market gets what you're looking for like you know that's really going to work well with you and what you're trying to do yep. and that's not going to be everyone i mean i mean i the um what's it like is it tinder the online like oh, no i idea. shouldn't use got, analogies on stuff i don't know anything about like i don't know never you been swipe, there, don't don't you? Know. Tinder, like you have to <laughs> <laughs> richard's face i'm going to move on from that analogy it's just not working for me <laughs> But basically, you will meet 100 estate agents, and God bless them. There's just they're just not going to be the right fit. Like that's okay, and that's the point of talking to a few different estate agents, looking at different houses with different estate agents, um, and then. But when you find someone that seems to know what they're talking about, get what you're looking for, like proactive with you, like freaking hold on to them, like and check in with them and stuff. Because when yeah. these conversations isn't to get a house. This is to build a rapport, build a relationship, find who's a good fit for you. Um, and yeah. and we, we must have spoken to every, like 100 estate agents when we started. And we ended up really with about seven that we worked with like fairly regularly, but about probably three that we were like really, like really, it was a really good fit for both sides. Like we've got, there's one especially, Tim, bless him, who I always talk about. We bought... Uh, oh god I don't know we bought probably half our houses at the beginning through him like he was amazing and then we discovered direct vendor <laughs> and then like poor Tim oh, yeah. didn't get such a look in <laughs> but, but it was brilliant with him because he really got it he fed us amazing houses like if stuff came on you know the market it was exactly what we were looking for he'd be straight in the face he was sending us sending us angels as well Wow. he had people that were like selling he had a guy that was selling his house and he had like, it wasn't, it was like 10 grand or something. It wasn't very much, but he wanted to invest, but he didn't want to do it himself. And Tim was like, oh, these guys work with investors. He was like, send your angels. Cool. It was brilliant. So yeah. So yeah. That's- so absolutely. I totally agree, Richard. Like listen to what they're saying. I mean, take it with a pinch of salt, but listen to what they're saying. Um, when you ask them about where's a good place to invest for your strategy, where's not a good place to invest? <laughs> if they say, oh, don't go to so-and-so because it's really rough. I mean, it depends. They're usually quite diplomatic. If they say this is really not a very nice area, you kind of need to suss out like whether it's just not a particularly nice area or whether it's dangerous. Because mm. I, and again, going back to that episode we've we've done previously on investing <laughs> in rough areas, like, you know, Northampton, the roughest areas in Northampton aren't that bad, you know, but I wouldn't go to like, I would say Newcastle. I don't know why. I think it's because I've heard that there's rough areas in Newcastle that I would get shot, you know, as someone sounding the way that I do, you know, it just, in the, I think I'm sure it was in Newcastle, these, there's areas where I've heard, I don't know if it's true, I've heard that the police don't go like it's so rough. So I wouldn't invest there myself because it's just not a good idea for me to do that. Um, so depending on where you're going, in a, a, whatever your comfortable way, and I tend to say exactly that, is it just that it's a bit like, you know, uh, cheap and you know or like you know deprived is it a deprived yeah. area or is it dangerous like do I need to worry about my like safety like I try and ask it depends on the estate agent how to you word it yeah. try and suss out what and again just get their take on that um 
they're normally a little bit diplomatic, so you might have to do like crime statistics and stuff. And again, I would just kind of drive there and just get a feel for it myself. Um, but it's a good question to have. And what you'll usually find is the estate agents will say the same thing. There tends to always be one or two errors that kind of seem, you know, yeah. they're considered really rough. Um, and then the other question is, what's the market doing at the moment? And right. I love keeping it that open. What's the market doing open? And just see what they say. You know? Yeah, because you can see how switched on they are. I mean, especially mm. if you've done a little, obviously you would have done some research already before this, but yeah. if they give you vague answers and they're not really up to date with the market, it's not a great sign no, exactly. that they're that they're sort of interested in it because obviously yeah. you want someone who's interested in either property or the market or their job. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So yeah, I, I just like that question because I just think it's a nice, yeah, nice take um and that's pretty much it like in terms of i'm sure there's loads of things you can ask but they're the ones i always consistently ask like areas to invest areas not to invest what's yeah. the market doing at the moment uh, and when are you free for viewings <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> but uh, like well, I said, sorry i was gonna say one one i'll get a, a, here's a tip for you i don't often have tips but i'm gonna give you one um, this is the we same... should introduce that richest tip of the yeah, week. That's not gonna, it's just going to be completely <laughs> off topic. That's what it will be. Um, this is now. This is what I know. It sounds creepier than it is. I promise. You. <laughs> that's oh. always a good start. <laughs> but this is what I do to my neighbours. Oh my is... god! <laughs> so don't don't live near me. No, it's fine. Um, is I keep a little little booklet or pen and paper in the drawer. So obviously, so when you're speaking to the agent. I would make sure you get that person's name that you're talking to, um, but also just make a couple of notes about who they are, about what they are, what they're like, you know, easy to chat to or dead serious, don't make any jokes because, you you know, you get that sort of a feel for people. Yeah. And um, this is what I do with the neighbours. So next door neighbour, I might put, you know, number 62, uh, their birthday, they mentioned when their birthday was, they mentioned what their name was, all this sort of stuff. And I just make a couple of basic notes, you know, you know, likes a joke, doesn't like a joke, etc. Because I tend to make light-hearted jokes when I talk to people quite yeah. a lot, um, and it really, I really sort of get a feel for people on how they react to simple jokes. Yeah, and and some of them completely switch as soon as they hear a light-hearted joke. You know, just a like comment yeah. about something, and they really relax and they go, "Oh, okay, I can just chat to you then," and that makes a huge difference. So next time I speak to that person, if I go full guns blazing serious, I think oh, that's the wrong approach for that person. So. I do that with all my neighbours. I, I I just make notes on all of them, what they're like, and any any sort of facts that they've given me or said anything. I'll yeah, just make a little note. That's so, a great idea. I so think that's a agents, fantastic yeah. tip. Yeah. Absolutely, not creepy. It's normal. Everybody does it this. Is, no, I think it's a great idea because, like, no, I totally no, not creepy. I don't think no. it's creepy. I mean, you could take it to creepy extremes, but yeah. if you're making just a few notes, I think that's a really good idea. Mm. Because we had, like, again, Tim, like, by our favourite estate agent that we was worked with, he's a trumpet player. And, like, we would always... And, and also, it's funny you said about whether they take their job seriously and whether they know the market and stuff. Because he was always really honest with us because we got to know him really well. And he was like, basically, he wants to be playing music. This was, like just to yeah. pay the bills like he was really honest about it and it was fine and actually i think he was a good estate agent because he wasn't overly like uh like wasn't trying too hard like i yeah. don't know like he was just very he was just himself basically god bless him loved him um 
But we would always ask about the trumpet playing. Like it became a thing. And then like, and then it turns out the yeah. boys really like 80s music. So they'd always talk about 80s music and stuff. Like, so it is a really good way to build rapport. Yeah. And just mm. kind of, because I do that. I always make sure that I have their name. And like, yeah. even if they, because normally they are, people answer the phone, don't they? Hi, so-and-so speaking. And at the end, I'll always say, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't catch your name. Like, what was it? They'll call so and say, oh, thanks, Sharon, or whatever. Like, it's not, it's that rapport building. It does, nice. yeah, it does make a difference. And yeah, like, and I the, think it's a good tip. The first Asian that we saw in Liverpool, see, like, the note in my, men I didn't actually make a physical note, but my mental note for him was that he wants to be an investor himself and he's saving up currently to be an yeah. investor. Yeah. So if you get through and speak to him again, you know his angle is, again, I don't want to be here. I just want to yeah. be investing. So yeah. you might be able to use that somewhere that in Josh? the conversation. That was Josh, wasn't it? His name Josh? Uh, I, I've lost track sure of the Jack. No, I think I'm, his I'm, name is Josh. I can't actually remember. Again, I didn't do it on our Liverpool trip. I think but... the more like the more you do it, with the name thing, the more you do it, the more it becomes like yeah. more like ingrained within you like make a note of their names and then when you phone up because normally what happens after you've gone for reviewing someone will call you back a couple of days later usually the person you saw um but you know if say you have a question later that day you can phone and just ask for that person rather than being like oh the estate agent showed us around the like estate agent, again yeah. it's just that rapport building yep um but you do the more you do it the more it kind of i think it normally comes like then a little bit like more naturally um something else if you're that was a great tip i haven't i have i feel like i want to add something as well that i've oh, realized okay. as well um because sometimes estate agents can be a little bit salesy yes. <laughs> which i'm sure uh, is a yeah. massive shock to people <laughs> so like when you said like when we were saying about ask their opinion i was like oh estate agents freaking love it like they they tend to be a set you have to be a you know it's a sales position you have to be a certain character yeah. and god love them like you know um but sometimes I find they can be a little bit salesy. And I almost, I've noticed this, particularly in the last year. I have this uh, habit of, if I feel people give me the spiel, the sales pattern, then I try and get behind that. And I will try and be, like you were saying with the, with the um, making like a lighthearted joke, I'll try and get to them so I'll try and talk to them about also, oh, you know, how long we've been in the estate agent for. And I'll try and get in with them yeah. so that I can talk to them, not yeah. their sales patter. Because you, and, you can see the yeah. conversation as they're trying to, they've almost got like a script they sort of mentally go yeah. through. And if you try and sort of not interrupt, but like you said, get yeah. behind it. Yeah. If they follow you, then you're okay. But if they just sort of brush you off because they want to finish what they were sort of saying in the whole spiel. Yeah. Like, you're gonna be hard to talk yeah to. i mean it's yeah and it's not necessary it's you've got like usually 15 minutes with them so if they want to say their bit absolutely fine but i'll find i'll find a way <laughs> to get your way behind, yeah and that, and i think and again it's like from doing it for 12 years you know i'm kind of i don't want to hear all the you know i particularly bless them when we deal with new estate agents they're like oh look how spacious this room is and, and i'm like <laughs> okay um you know i want to like find and, and again the more you can connect to them the more it. you can build a connection and more that you can make yourself memorable and likable as well like it's probably a really obvious thing but be likable yeah. like with the estate agents i think i went through a phase particularly when we started where i got really frustrated i felt like they were the gatekeepers and I would get really frustrated with them. And I got really like, I didn't want to, and that was around the time we switched to direct vendor. A lot of estate agents, I just didn't want to deal with. 
And I look back now and I was like, God, you were missing a trick. Like you were missing the points about estate agents. Um, so I'm, I'm totally different now. Um, I mean, I wasn't rude or anything. I just was like, I found, I just found the, the process frustrating. Whereas yeah. now I love the process and I love speaking with the estate agents. It's just confidence and, and you get into your rhythm, don't you? You know, you get yeah. into your rhythm of talking to people and it is a skill. Don't forget, you're not born. Nobody is born being great at talking to people on the phone and connecting no, with people. Exactly. It's not a natural talent. It's just something that develops mm. through your experiences. So go and have more experiences. Yeah. Try and find a way to, that you know, for me, I just like the people person aspect. So, you know, find whatever what whatever works for you that brings you joy and happiness. Do you? you know, if you're a shy person, you're not very comfortable talking, like, you know, find your way that you can make this a really enjoyable experience. Um, but yeah, the more you can kind of break them out of their mold of estate agent patter, yeah. you know, and the more you, and also keep in touch with them as well. Like try and, I mean, if you're really full on, like like we were really full on in the first year. So we were taught, we were going up every week to, you know, speaking to estate agents. So we would keep in touch with them all the time, like weekly we'd be talking to them. Um, but having some kind of check-in with them is a good idea. If you're build, if you found a good estate agent, you're building a rapport, try and check in with them semi-regularly, just to remind them that you're there um and just see you know see yeah. do you have anything come again phone them ideally monday afternoon because they tend to have a monday morning meeting so phone them monday afternoon just see if there's anything new coming on the books um but yeah just check in with them basically my, my second little mini tip i, yeah, I know this is, this is kind of obvious but no. be really clear on what you are after and what your goals are what your i mean again write a list have a physical list in front of you of like what your budget is because every time you go um hang on uh and think about it it just means that you're sounding less and less sort of confident on what you're doing so if you can just read the numbers off your sheet or your your what you're looking for off a sheet because they they can't see you reading they're just hearing you so just make it seem that you've got all the answers straight away when they ask them and you're not saying oh hang on a minute um um yeah. Because that's just going to slow the conversation down. It's going to make yeah. it sound like you don't really know what you're after. When you do know, it's just not natural to talk about it. So write them all down. Have them all in front of you. And mm. things you're looking for, any questions you think they might have for you. And while yeah. you're speaking to them, if they come up with a question that you think, oh, I didn't have an answer for that. Then next, make a note of the question, get the answer. And then the next yeah. person, you, you, you've got it. And eventually you just have a big sheet of A4 with just all the sort of stuff you need on it. Yeah. It is a good idea, like, particularly the first few times to have, like, some kind exactly that, to have some notes, have maybe a kind of script. Uh, yeah, just so that you have, it, again, it's a confidence thing, isn't yeah, it? You're, you're absolutely. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to say as well was, like, I I think it's far more powerful. If you can, go in and meet them. Like, um, yeah. I find, I don't know, it's just a different, it's a very different dynamic. I just find it so much easier uh, when you're in front of them. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm sure there's some science behind it. I no, find absolutely. they, they. I don't know. I can pin that. Oh God, I sound like a right nightmare now that I'm saying it out loud. I find <laughs> I can pin them down a bit better. I'm like, I'm forcing these people to like me whether they want to or not. Like, but in fact, sometimes I go in and I remember there was one time. It was when we went into North into one of the estate agents. In in fact, it was to, we went in to talk to Tim, and Tim wasn't there. And one of the other estate agents we had quite a lot of dealings with, it was the guy, I think I told you about him before, I'm sure it's on one of the other podcasts, where he was a new estate agent um, 
like you know i think he was like 18 or something brand new to the you know and but we saw lots of properties with him we end up teaching him do you remember him i'll say so we end up teaching him about what we were looking for because he would ask yes. us yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. be like we'd yeah. go we always come right back into a like the garden to try and look at the roof and at the front we try and look at the roof and he i think we were doing something like that and he was like oh what are you looking for and we're like well and we were telling him and it quickly became we were kind of teaching him what we were looking for as investors he was kind of getting some training from us as well and he was just such a nice guy and then so that he was moved then he moved offices and we didn't see him for ages but i went into this particular estate agent and he was there he recognized me and i didn't unfortunately didn't recognize him but when he gave me his name i knew who it was yeah. because this was like 12 years ago and he was then much older and he changed how he looks um but I, I'm sure it was on that occasion. We, I sat and had a massive conversation with him. It was really nice to talk to him. Um, but we ended up, I was, and I and again, I had all those conversations with him because I hadn't been into the Northampton office for a while. So I was like, what's going on with market? Da, 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 da. Have you got any properties that with this kind of thing we're looking for? And then there was like, when we were talking about the market, with the guy who sat next to him, was like he started chipping it. There was no one else in the office. They were all working or on the phone and stuff. But there was quite a big office. There's probably about six people there. By the time I left, the whole office were discuss in this massive conversation about the market. And then we ended up talking about all kinds of weird and wonderful things. But I remember just thinking this is the like the best thing about yeah. being an estate agent, uh, being a property investor. You know, talking to people who are estate agents who are quite chatty anyway. Like, and just having the whole office there saying what their, you know, thoughts were on the market and what was going on in the market, what properties they had. And then we talk about specific properties. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this yeah, is because yeah, I went in on like a Tuesday afternoon, like when most people work because yeah. I had the luxury of being able to go in any time. So it's great. It's really great. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> now, so hopefully you've got some ideas on how to get started if you are looking to get this started yourself and, and this is a hurdle of yours now you are looking you know you are struggling with this first phone call um again please let us know if you are at this stage um and you do need some extra help or you are looking for some more tips then or you found these helpful then please let us know so you can contact either of us and you can contact us on instagram tiktok um i am pretty much property on those if you want to have a question about the podcast send them my way so Anna can you know have a bit of a break with some of the millions of connections of um, conversations that she has going um, but if they want to contact you Anna where can they do so um, so yeah propertyimpress.com so I've got a contact form uh, or yeah I'm on Instagram TikTok and YouTube soon <laughs> soon. That lo soon that's the longest soon isn't it Anna I mean I am well, I am technically on YouTube I just haven't posted in like a year yeah, Again, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a whole. I think I'm gonna probably ditch all my old videos and just do new ones. The dream, actually, mm. is or what I what I'm gonna be doing very imminently because it is a long term soon. Is what I want to be doing is posting a video a week on all this kind of stuff. Like it's like it'll be a more visual version, probably five or ten minute videos um, on all the different property investing tools, you know, information, all that kind of thing. Um, and ideally I want to be posting once a week a video and then also going live on TikTok once a week and uploading that video. So actually I want to be posting two videos a week because mm -hmm. I think the TikTok live is so useful. Like the pro the property Q and A, cause I, there's 
like so many amazing questions that people share and I get so many times people are like <clears throat> they start they come across me on my live yeah. and they're mesmerized by all the amazing questions that people are asking and obviously I answer every single question so I just think it'd be great for people to and I did do I did used to do that I would upload my my lives but I I have stopped it I just didn't have time to do it. I haven't done it but I'm hoping to be a little bit more structured with my contents um, and then when I, if I can post twice a week, I think it'd be great. I think I'll build my YouTube uh, community quite quickly that way. Yeah. And actually, at this point, let me know if there's anything you want me to cover or do or something that you think would be useful. Like any guidance or advice would be really, really warmly appreciated. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, again, like we we will... When we get there, we will plan on we do plan on doing uh, a whole series on us investing yes, in exactly. Liverpool. Exactly. So there will be that, videos. Exactly. I think those will be kind of longer, like more experiential, like yeah. videos. But yeah, absolutely. So well, three come? times a week, posting oh, three times God. a week, hopefully. Just just be permanently live and just yeah. the camera <laughs> to your shoulder. That's it. Just film it all. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so you know, you can uh, all the links to everything will be in the show notes. Um, Again, all your feedback is welcome. We appreciate all the lovely comments. We've had some lovely comments about the podcast recently, so yeah, we, really, we do thank we do you. read them all. We appreciate all of them, and thank you so much. And uh, yeah. thank you for the ratings and reviews. Yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so much for all your support and for listening. We keep hitting milestones with the podcast, don't we? We do. We do. The numbers are growing nicely at the moment, so thank yeah. you so much. Um, yeah, we just enjoy doing it, so we're going to be carrying on. Yes. We've decided. Yes. Carry on. Definitely. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening. And um, we'll see you next Monday at 8 a.m. if I remember yes. to press the button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks so much. And thanks, Richard, for everything that you do with all the tech side of things. So thank you. Well, my pleasure. Hey. See you next week then. Goodbye. Bye.